Welcome to Blind Hog and Acorn. I'm your host, Mary Jane, the acorn of Blind Hog and Acorn. I'll also be your virtual tour guide to our farm here in the Missouri Ozarks, not too far from the population center of the United States, out here in literally the middle of nowhere. This is the first podcast episode, and I thank you for listening. I'm sure mistakes are going to be made and the sound is going to be wonky. There's a learning curve to this thing we call podcasting, so I ask that you please bear with me as I figure out how to put it all together. It's more than just punch and roll or tuck and roll or whatever. Oh, I, I've been thinking about topics for a while, writing ideas down on sticky notes, and then, of course, life gets in the way. And we've got chores to do and errands to run. Calves and goats have been being born this spring. And then there's all the other activities that make up a day on the farm. The idea for this podcast has been simmering in the back of my mind for a while. People have said that they want to come to the farm or how they wish that they could be out here. Well, be careful what you ask for. And I've tried putting out a written blog, but that was too easy for me to fall behind. I never seem to have time to keep it up to date. What also chaps my ass about some blogs is how you have to scroll, scroll, scroll through innumerable pictures to get to the bottom of the post where the recipe was that you were looking for or the information. I didn't want my blogs to be like that and I think I just got soured on them. It was just a major waste of time. But a podcast, a podcast is different. You don't have to sit down and read. Shoot, no, you can follow along while you're out doing other things, like driving or pulling weeds in the garden. Blind Hog and I are big fans of several podcasts, and frankly, I prefer them over video blogs or even watching TV. If I don't have the time to be tied to a screen to give my undivided attention for 20 or 30, Why should I expect the same from you? I don't. You can subscribe to Blind Hog and Acorn, have episodes downloaded automatically, and take us wherever you go, listening at your leisure. With this podcast, I'd really like to accomplish a couple things. One is to talk about life on the farm and give you a feel for farm life, and two is to share Nuggets or acorns of trivia that you might not have known before. Things like, what? A cow has four teats, but a goat only has two? How do you make soap, acorn? Hey, what's the difference between a steer and a bull? What exactly is this thing that you call a garlic scape? I may even share the occasional recipe, just because, and you can look that up on our website, blindhogandacorn.com. There you will also find a post for each podcast episode, along with important links or pictures that might have been taken. 
Yes, Blind Hog and Acorn even has a Facebook page you can like with links to podcast episodes. I realize that this podcast is also going to be full of narrativium, which is pretty much just me telling you a story. In the future, we might be able to have interviews with guests, but frankly, I'm not to that point yet. It's all I can do to record myself and cut and paste. So, now that we've explained that a little bit, it's time to talk about the farm. Well, where to start? I've already told you that we're in the Missouri Ozarks, but why here? Why Missouri? Well, it all began during a summer road trip in 2005 when we went from Virginia up to Nova Scotia. I'd rented a house for a week-long vacation and we had friends and family that were going to drop in over the course. We had been living in Virginia for two years after I had accepted a job with an OBGYN group 55 miles from D.C. Blind Hog had recently retired from teaching at a university in the mountains of North Carolina, so the timing of the move was ideal. In Virginia, the house was what we considered adequate, but we had something we hadn't had before in North Carolina. We had neighbors, up close and personal. Back in North Carolina, we lived on top of Ridge in a house that Blind Hog had built, and we could neither see nor hear our closest neighbors. And then in Virginia were all the big box stores, traffic, and everything else that goes with suburban life. We really wanted to have more space around us, but we found the land prices way too high and exorbitant, and so we settled for the house with as much acreage as we could afford. Blind Hog did a few renovations to the house and kept busy. He had already built and worked on several houses himself, and I helped with a house we built on the intercoastal waterway years before. We had an area big enough for a nice garden and even ordered some baby chicks. Later, we ventured and got a couple goat kids, starting with two and then adding four more. Okay, caveat time. Important note. We were not previously farmers, nor did we come from farming families. These chicken peeps and goat kids were our first real foray into livestock. Farming was totally new to us. Oh, sure, we'd put a garden out here and there, but farming? Nope, total newbies. But what we did find out was that we really liked it. On that fateful July road trip, Blind Hog was waxing philosophical, saying that now that he was retired, wouldn't it be good if I was also retired, you know, spend more time together doing what we wanted. The suburban life was just not sitting well with him at all. So I pulled out the Rand McNally and looked at the big map of the United States. Well, where do you want to be? Blind Hog said he could handle heat better than cold. <laughs> Side note, he's since changed his mind. And I couldn't handle the heat of the Deep South. So, we looked in the middle where I could still have winter and he could still be relatively warm. Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri. Later, I'd go online and pull up listings for these states and compare what we found when we got back from the trip, which, by the way, was great fun. 
episode of Blind Hog and Acorn is brought to you by listeners like you. No, seriously, just like PBS, we need your support in order to make our podcast a success. And no, it doesn't involve money. All we need is a minute of your time. Simply go to wherever it is that you download your podcasts from and subscribe to Blind Hog and Acorn. Second is to give us a rating. Ratings and subscriber numbers are what help boost podcasts up out of the ocean of everybody else. The metrics, algorithms, whatever is all tied in to the amount of listeners as well as the ratings. So if you can help us boost up out of the flotsam and jetsam, we certainly would appreciate it. According to the internet, Missouri was by far the least expensive of all the states we looked at. We decided to come out and see it for ourselves. You know, like the Missouri saying goes, you gotta show me. I made up a list of properties and made arrangements for a long weekend trip. We flew out here in August as I figured we would see the farmland and pastures at their worst in the summer heat. But that initial trip exploring southern Missouri Boot Hill came up empty. We readily discovered that if a real estate listing did not have pictures, there was a reason. And also, the real estate agent we'd chosen was non-committal. It was hot and really didn't want to deal with us at all. So much for that. A few weeks later, I inquired with a different realtor about a farm that I saw for sale, only to find it had been sold. However, she had another one that had been on and off the market for a while. She faxed the plat sheet. Blind Hog and I looked at it, and I called her back to tell her it was good as sold. Oh no, said the realtor. You've got to come out here and see it for yourself. No, we're pretty sure that we would take it. The realtor wouldn't even accept a deposit to hold it. Blind Hog flew out to look it over, met the owner, and it was just as we expected. Eighty acres, a half mile long and a quarter mile wide. The house and all the main outbuildings were centered in the middle of the property, away from the main road. The gravel drive came up from the south border, up through the middle of the property, and followed a wet weather creek with a steep hill along each side. As the driveway approached the end, it went up a grade, leaving the creek bed behind. And there you were. What the realtor was really concerned about, actually, were a couple things. One was the shape of the county road, which was narrow, rocky, and poorly maintained. And, at the time, there were people. Two families with kids, living in mobile home trailers, parked right along the road, mainly because they couldn't get them towed up the steep drive onto their mama's property, so they left them right there, in the road. No running water and no sewer. Other buyers who had come out to see the property said, Nope. The trailer people have long moved out. One took the trailer with them, and the other trailer caught fire after it had been vacated. Their mama is our neighbor to the immediate south, and has a small engine repair business, and also does custom sewing. The more you know. The county here was named after Stephen Douglas, as in Lincoln-Douglas debates, 
and was officially founded in 1857. There are no building codes in the county, hashtag trailer people, and there is precious little infrastructure. We don't have E911. Our mailbox is still a rural route. There is no recycling center. There's one traffic light and one blinking four-way stop for the entire county. Like most farms in the immediate area around here, this was originally a dairy farm. The soil is not suited for row crops, and Blind Hog will tell you that the number one crop on the field is rocks. Growing grass and milking cows was the industry. The current owner of the farm was a 74-year-old woman named Marie. Her husband was gone. They were either divorced, he was dead, and if you believe the rumors, he was also buried somewhere out here on the farm. His departure was questionable, as it was also rumored that he'd worked for the CIA and had a mistress in South America. Maria had retired here and had been working with the foster care system for 20-some years. In fact, she was a key player and had really made big improvements with the local kids. Maria had several foster kids in and out of the farm here, and one of them was a 17-year-old high school student who was actually going to continue to live with Marie after she had graduated from the system. We offered Marie our price for the farm, and she took it pretty much without interest. Since she was planning on selling, she really was out of the foster care system. But after she accepted our offer, she was talked into taking a pair of siblings for a short time, even though she was still planning on moving. Her daughter and mother lived in Florida, and that's where Marie was getting a house built. We couldn't move out until April. Marie's place in Florida wouldn't be ready until Christmas, so we offered her and the kids to stay at the farm just for the cost of utilities. The property would remain occupied that much longer. Marie had everything going her way until December 2nd when tragedy struck. And on that cliffhanger, we're going to wrap it up for today. Don't despair. The next episode of Blind Hog and Acorn is ready to download. So while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe and give us that all-important rating. This is Mary Jane, the acorn, out here on the porch with all the morning bird sounds. Thanks so much for stopping by, and we'll see you real soon.